Welcome back, subject. Today, staff will have you listen to the Download Weekly Gaming News, the show where we give you the deal on the latest in gaming every week in a small bite-sized download. Robots Radio presents... Rated M for Mature. Welcome back, everybody, to the Download Weekly Gaming News. I am your glorious host, Jameson. And I am your mother host, Mother Goose. It didn't work. Never does. Never does. I really should prepare more. What was that face for? You hiccuped, and it caused it disturbed me. Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable now. I'm going to have to edit that out. Your mic is very good. So we're back. Uh, we're not going to get too weird. But uh, yeah, we're here again. Another week, another uh, another episode, another day. More so, junk uh, in the news that we decided oh, to tell you. It's also tiresome. It's yeah. also tiresome is what it really is. So uh, first off, check, 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 check out our website. You can... I like the the DJ, but it was like like this DJ has been up for hours. It's like their third gig. They're kind of tired. It's just, you know, check, 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 check. You can check out our website. You can uh, donate to the show there. You can find links to all of our content. Uh, you can purchase merchandise, some sweet swag. Swagalicious. Ergalicious, definicious. Make definicious. them boys yeah, go loco. There it is. Uh, but we are Jameson sponsored. Remix. We are check, check, check. We are sponsored <laughs> by Loot Crate, Gamefly, Green Man Gaming, and NordVPN. So now that those holidays are over, you might have a, a little extra ching in your pocket, or uh, you got that government stimulus burning a hole in your in your pocket because you know that's totally enough money to do anything. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you're feeling a little generous want to buy yourself a gift you can uh, buy yourself a loot crate it's a monthly mystery box subscription they have all sorts of wonderful pop culture themes the best part is you get a t-shirt and they're they're always nice t-shirts they're usually like limited run or uh yeah collectible t-shirts definitely something you're not going to be able to buy online anywhere else yeah so you can get yourself some cool pop culture swag as well as a sweet t-shirt when you use our link and the code robots radio, you will save. Uh, I think you get what fifteen percent off, something like that. You I get believe a so. There's, it, it's in our episode description. It tells you what you get. Go figure so, it out. Yeah, go 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 check it out. Go check it out, man. So prepared, just beautiful. Uh, um, so we got some big news this week. Some big news. Uh, Hitman Three. They announced all the locations for the upcoming game, which actually launches like this week. So that's exciting. Uh, It builds upon everything from the previous Hitman games. And then um, in addition, so if you have Hitman 1, Hitman 2, you play Hitman 2, everything will carry over from Hitman 2 to Hitman 3. However, initially there was a uh, a small hiccup 
And because the game is exclusive to Epic Games, uh, people that had it on Steam couldn't carry over or have access to any of their content on Epic Games. So that was turning into a whole deal. And after some uh, investigation on Tim Sweeney's side with IO Interactive, they have looked into it and rectified the situation. So if you have Hitman on Steam, you will still have access to all of your stuff because it uh, syncs through, because you have a Hitman account. So it syncs through the Hitman account, so you'll get everything to carry over. So do not worry. You can have all your maps, all your content in Hitman 3. Once again, everything kind of getting screwy when people decide to sign everything over to epic yeah simple pro simple problem the simple solution steam just don't change anything that's all beautiful but no we gotta we gotta mix it up we got to we got to have competition in the gaming industry brenna so yeah because they're the proper way to do it yeah so this past week Lucasfilm Games has kind of reactivated, so to speak. Um, so they have announced that Lucasfilm Games is kind of taking a more front seat uh, when it comes to all future Star Wars titles and other Lucasfilm IPs. So they will now they now have professionals, you know, developers, creatives all that stuff that will be working uh that will be co-working on games with the other studios that are uh licensed to make Star Wars games. So currently we've had EA which has made two Battlefront games and then their subsidiaries have made Jedi Fallen Order and Star Wars Squadrons. So EA really hasn't brought a lot to the table with Star Wars and the two most successful games they've made are ones that they've not made directly. So that says a lot already. Um, but it has been announced. There's been a disturbance in the force. Disturbance so in the balls. Yes. Yes. Good. Good. Give in to your hate. <laughs> hate for Ghost you. the dark side. Good. Do it. Uh, that's it for my Palpatine impression. Ubisoft. Say has been given a, a license to make a Star Wars game, and it is the start of a long-term collaboration between Disney and Ubisoft. Uh, they will be making an open-world title. The lead Ubisoft studio is Massive Entertainment, uh, which is the developer of the uh, mixed-reviewed mixed series, uh, The Division. So they will be taking lead on this Star Wars game. And it sounds like it will be a single player RPG series, but we do not know any more details about the game, whether it could be uh, single player or multiplayer or co-op, like kind of like Division. But I mean, uh, it's from everything that has been going on with Star Wars, I feel like they can't just do one of those things, especially since the series has had all of those things. And especially since Division has had all those things as well. Um, I don't know that it would be a complete Star Wars game. And I don't know that people would be happy if all those things weren't in it. 
I'll be curious to see what they come up with. Um, I feel like single player is probably the better way to go. Give us a robust RPG experience. Let me fly a goddamn ship in the goddamn space. Sorry for my cussing, but I am very passionate about Star Wars because people just can't seem to get it right. I I Um, don't understand it. It's actually drawn out for you. Like everything is actually done for you. You don't need to make anything cool. It's already cool. It's not even that it's all there. It's just there's so many people who are such, such fans of this series, of this universe. And like, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. So it just seems like the management people are not fans because they don't. They, I don't know. They're focused on other things. But you might be asking yourself, well, where does this leave EA? Because EA. EA received a 10-year exclusive rights to make Star Wars games from 2013 to 2023. Luckily, we are fast approaching that <laughs> deadline. Uh, so Disney has altered the deal. Shocker. Can't believe it took them this long. Right. And uh, they state that EA will continue to be a very strategic and important partner for us now and going forward. Sounds like a really nice way of saying you're on the way out, buddy. We're exploring our options. What it sounds like is we can't completely break this contract that we have, but you can just kind of sit on the bench and slap your name on it if you so choose. It sounds like I'm starting divorce proceedings and I've downloaded some dating apps and we're going to see how it goes with some other people. There it is. I've already got a few swipes. <laughs> we're already making some matches over here. Everyone yeah. wants, a, wants a piece of piece of Star Wars. So uh, I'll be curious to see. It's, again, just getting started. So I think it's slated. They're looking at a 24-25 uh, release date for this Ubisoft game. I was trying to think of like a farmer's only version of Star Wars. Like <laughs> some sort of dating app that it would be. Stormtroopers only. Stormtroopers only. All right. Yeah. Imperials only. There you go. I think that would be. Yeah, that's probably the one. No, nah, it'd be more like rebels only dot com. Resistance only dot com. <laughs> Sounds hinky. Yeah. Meet other fellow like minded rebels in a trying time in the galaxy. So uh, that's pretty much all the details we know so far, but uh, it's clearly evident that after Disney's failings with uh, episodes seven, eight, and nine, and the critical success of bringing in intelligent people to make the Mandalorian, that Disney's clearly seeing we need people who are dedicated to this series to make it not just people who want to turn it into a... uh, successful ip so um hopefully we'll see good things going forward uh oh what did what did ea say ea basically said not to worry but uh their stock definitely took took a little bit of a tank yeah ea kind of made a statement saying you know the new partnership with ubisoft and everything they're just trying to save face, I guess. You know, don't. This is an amazing thing that we're all going to be working so well together, and that this is still our series. But in all reality, Ubisoft is definitely coming in, and the older model is definitely coming out. 
And it's also telling, too, that they've kind of upped the ante with um, Lucasfilm Games by giving them more of a central position and giving them more of a hand in the development process. So they're now basically, you know, EA is no longer solo doing it. They're basically co-developing it with Lucasfilm rather than having uh, Disney kind of breathe down their necks. So uh, be interesting to see what comes next. And that's Better games, the- let's hope. That, let's hope. And that's not the only thing that's coming next from uh, Lucasfilm Games. They've announced a partnership with Bethesda and uh, Tom Howard to make a with the uh, Bethesda studio machine games to make a uh, Indiana Jones video game. I am a uh, interest. Interest is peaked. Intrigued. I am. I am interested with the success of games like Uncharted and Tomb Raider, I definitely think there's a ton of potential for I mean, a good Indiana Jones game. It's kind of one of those things where you just just make a video game that is set in that world and everyone will be happy. That's all you have to do. You know, you don't have to go above and beyond if you want to play it safe and just make an Indiana Jones game, just make an action RPG with some puzzle elements like Uncharted, but it just looks like Indiana Jones. It needs, it needs to be set in the... Original. Yeah, like late 1930s. Yeah. Like, we need, we need Nazis. (laughs) We need... Nazis. I mean, there's the young Indiana Jones TV series, which kind of goes on during World War One. Uh, but it's yeah, but otherwise the movies are all right before World War Two or during World War Two. So stick to that time frame. Let's not let's not pull a uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We we don't need to. Not we don't need modern. To no, let's not go modern. We don't need Russians. We don't need communists. Let's. Let's stick to the good times. Let the good times roll. So with that, speaking of the good times. Cyberpunk. So the head of the studio. A little fixable. Well, and they also were saying before all this that it was not formatted for the previous gen consoles. So this we knew was coming already. Granted, probably not in this much amount, but we already knew that. What you were saying and what more people are starting to notice because of the bug fiasco has kind of taken light is that there are so many things that they promised in this game that just don't exist. And I totally understand that you might talk about features and then you'd be like, okay, you know, we got to cut that to, uh, to save some time here. It's just, or it's too technically difficult for us to get out now. We'll add it later. But I mean, like there, this is no man's sky level. Like they were showing us one thing and we got another thing like, and Jason Schreier wrote an article and it was pretty much a lot of what we already knew or people have already said. So it really was just Jason Schreier just, you know, being himself. It wasn't anything (laughs) super. It it just wasn't like it wasn't like real investigative work. He talked to like 20 people at the studio and it's just like, okay, you literally just told us everything that was 
already been going around that the people developing the game had no idea what was going on you know they were just doing their job uh you know the game could have benefited from another two years of development management was cracking down with i don't understand how two years is what they needed to get this thing done like two more years i don't i honestly i don't know what happened we need to know what happened at the studio we need someone who was high level to talk to us about the you know the uh project i bet bet it is just so far behind i don't know everyone was kind of so far up each other's you know what that it was just you know too too busy focusing on oh we're gonna make a revolutionary game when it's so upsetting because it really is if you think about it all the game is is just a runaround shooter with some story yeah, it's and don't get me wrong. Get any of the special things that we said that we were going to get, like the trauma team being called in and everything, but we don't even have. I like the game, but we don't have third person. Drives me yeah. nuts. Again, I've enjoyed playing the game. I've put a ton of hours into it. So it's not like I'm not having fun playing it. I would just be having more fun and I would be playing more of it if all this stuff wasn't missing. But yeah, just just to highlight a few things that they showed in 2018 2019 and then they kind of 2020 now that i look back even though they were showing us all this stuff it was really a lot of the same stuff it was very carefully chosen things and that i think is where we really started to we really would have seen the difference in the game but you know 2019 2020 they talked about all these people this living breathing world the world feels it does empty. feel like I, there's I, there's there's a there's people in it, but you do, can't engage with any of these people. You can't talk to them. It has all these green dots of people you should be able to interact with and do things, but you can't. One of the big selling points was like you can just talk to and do anything with anybody. Like it, we'll forget the everybody has their daily routine. That's insanely complex, but like there's just all these characters that you just can't interact with in any places. Like brain dances are just gone from the game that was like and that is like the it's most of the damn story it That's was literally a story, the plot. it was part of the story but it was supposed to be just something that you can do on your own like i can't go to lizzie's bar and do anything in lizzie's bar there's nothing and, to interact with there because they cut brain dances and i don't understand how you can cut something like that because that's the entire premise premise of the game is this brain dance it's literally cut, how the thing starts. Yeah, they cut trauma team. Like they just kind of are standing around in places on the map. It's like, okay, that's not really like that great. I mean, it'd like, be cool if we could do like raids on trauma team or something. You know what I mean? If they help, like they fought in areas or something. Well, I mean, just can you imagine like if you were like, oh, I need to go kill this bad guy and you injured him and then all of a sudden trauma team showed up to save him? Like, that would or be sick. like can I call in trauma team to save myself? Like what happened? All that, like we're supposed to be premium trauma team members. The list just goes on and on of just the stuff that was, you know, you can see it in the skill tree that is just not fleshed out. You know, you could buy items that just basically disappear or just get immediately turned into junk, even though they're, they're supposed to be useful or interactable items. There's something just happened on the project management level. Like they had a scope for the game. They had all these cuss, all these features. They had timelines, and then something went wrong. 
And that's yeah, what I want. They to still know. had lined up DLC for the next, you know, year or so. And that's Wait, obviously all put on hold. Which they've had, yeah. Everything's been put on hold. Witcher's been put on hold. All of CD Projekt Red has been retasked to be nothing but cyberpunk. I mean, they got to fix whatever they did. But we've talked about cyberpunk for way too yeah. long. <laughs> but just some other couple things just to note, too, is, you know, CDPR isn't like other studios that have yearly or every other year releases. They only release games like every, you know, six, seven years. So Which, what were you doing? Like, I... <laughs> So, you know, the success of Cyberpunk is basically the success of their studio. They yeah. need the game to sell in order to make money, in order to continue making games. So they're going to be putting, you know, their full full steam ahead into it. And the studio had responded to some of Jason Schreier's comments, and they were just, it was terrible responses. It was like childish things. Like one of the things was like, there was no car ambushes in the game. There's only three. They're all story cutscenes, basically, that, you know, they play out no matter what you do. And so the guy responded, is like, well, we showed a car cutscene and, you know, they're in the game. It's like, thanks. Thanks, dude. You really Good got job. us on that one. Yeah. So Ooh. it was pretty. Uh, and it, I don't even think they had unrealistic expectations. I just think that there's there's something went wrong. The, it's not everything editor. that they said is something that you could do feasibly in a video game and it's not so difficult or so technologically advanced that it's just never been programmed most of these things have been programmed before but obviously just not all together in a package or maybe just not like that way you know what i mean? just i think at the end of the day they didn't give themselves enough time and they didn't uh they just had poor, poor management, and then they just literally cut everything to get it out. But uh, again, we've talked enough about it. We like the game in its current state. We hope that it will get better. As uh, we just so we can so much trash on it. <laughs> eh, so we can continue to enjoy it. It's you right. know it's sad to see because it was one of our most anticipated games, but uh, it just gives me that much more time to catch up and finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Seriously. Uh, so some stories you might have missed, uh, destiny and Valorant cheaters are being sued over, uh, basically they make some hacks. So riot and Bungie have teamed up and filed a lawsuit against, uh, this company to, um, basically shut them down. So they, uh, they are alleging that these people, these are trafficking in a portfolio of malicious cheats and hacks. I so, mean, that's a bit aggressive on the verbiage, but I mean, I don't like hacks and cheaters being used in online. If you want to use that in your single player mode or with any other game, go for it. It's a very profitable business. Uh, this guy at Gator Cheats makes anywhere. Uh, so the cheating software costs about 90 bucks a month or 500 for lifetime access to the cheat. So he is making Stupid. hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, who is going to pay $90 a month? I mean, I have, I have a friend of a friend who makes cheats for overwatch and he makes tens of thousands of dollars a week. I mean, that's, I mean, is it illegal? Do we even have laws against that? Their terms and conditions specifically say that you can't uh, use exploit. it, but you can't, the, you can make it. 
I think the they they can pat uh, it. It's very it's not illegal to make a code, but it's illegal against but the, the, the terms and conditions to use it. Yes, but the combination of the code is considered to be proprietary uh, programming. So uh, un unauthorized tampering could be viewed as uh, viewed as stealing or as uh, infringing on their uh, right. their IP. Okay. So there, it's it's a very complicated issue, but yes, there is a legal, you know, thing there. What was that? Is that your I hairband? Was, no, I was messing with my keycaps, and I popped one of them off. Stop! Stop playing. Meh. Um, after the success of Ghost of Tsushima, which let me say that game should have gotten a heck of a lot more awards than it did. I'm sorry, Last of Us 2, this game just, it deserves so much better than you did. Yeah. Um, but one of the locations in the game, which was Watasumi Shrine in the island of Tsushima, uh, apparently was, uh, one of the priests at the shrine was involved with helping, you know, making sure the shrine was shown appropriately during the game. Well, people found out that it was damaged in a recent typhoon and so the community organized a crowdfunding page and they raised over uh, $260,000, which was over 50000 above the goal to help uh, repair the shrine, which is just, that's just beautiful. That's it what is you like. Beautiful. That's what you like to hear about, hear about gaming. Oh, yeah. In every way. And they say that gamers are violent, please. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, why is everything getting delayed? I feel like every few, every episode, there is something new that is delayed. You know what? Games want to get delayed if they didn't tell us when it was coming out. You know, preach. Please preach. That's some, that's some big brain right there. All right. Hey, don't tell us that your game is ready until it's gold. How about that? Anyways. Simple. Uh. Unfortunately, Hogwarts Legacy will not be released this year. So they issued a statement, you know, thanking everyone, blah, 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 blah. And they're trying to create the best possible experience for all of the Wizarding World. So I, the same excuse that everyone says, they say it will be released in 2022. You know, I don't necessarily believe that any game is going to be released whenever it's going to be released. This sucks because I think the last Hogwarts game or Harry Potter game was PlayStation 2 forever ago. I, I think it was. Maybe a Game Boy it. game in there as well, too. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I had a have, Game Boy game. I had a Game Boy Quidditch one. It was a lot of fun. Oh. Yeah, see, we haven't had a game like this. And so it is it, annoying to see that, especially since the Harry Potter series hasn't had a movie or anything come out in a while. So fans, long-term fans are just dying for more con content. What unlike you, what Star Wars. What do you mean, Brenna? They have all those, uh, no, no. All those fantastic beast no. movies. Oh no, I don't. Mm -mm. That's not a, that's not a part what? of it. It's Harry Potter. It's not Harry. I don't know what that is. You know, you don't like it. You don't like Harry Potter, Brenna. That's I mm, 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 mm. 
I don't like to pretend that that exists. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic Beasts, definitely not a part of Hogwarts, in my mind. I'll get sassy on it. Yeah. Well, you know, last year we had uh, Animal Crossing to get us through the quarantine. Well, never fear Nintendo's got another game to uplift all of our spirits and uh, Pokemon Snap is coming to Nintendo Switch on April 30th. Thank you, Bre yeah. thank you Brenna, for this. Yeah, snap. no problem. Uh, for those of you that don't remember the classic Nintendo 64 game Pokemon uh, Snap, basically you just went around and took pictures of pokemon and it was probably one of the most wholesome and entertaining games ever you're just trying to capture them in their natural environment so i'm i'm excited to see what they're going to do with this new one what all the uh just what what are they going to do is the big question i mean i mean clearly it's going to be photos with uh, it seems like a more put together version of snapchat no not at all get out of here it's, I'm serious. Dude, the filters that you can put on there. You're you are a Pokemon photographer. So basically you were like you were like the National Geographic yes. of Pokemon. So you'll be seeing how the animals, the Pokemon interact in their environment, interacting with them, capturing some snazzy photos. I think it's I it's it sounds pretty cool. I mean. Honestly, I mean, it's not going to be something that I probably participate in, but I'm going to enjoy looking at what everyone does much more than participating myself. I mean, if you had a Nintendo Switch, you'd probably participate. If I had a Nintendo Switch, there are a lot of things that I would be doing, and I don't know if Pokemon Snap would be one of them. What would you do on a Nintendo Switch? God, I think I would, I mean... I would get all the older games. I mean, Donkey Kongs, all of the Donkey Kongs are on there. I've, I haven't played a Pokemon game in absolutely forever. So I'd well, probably get the newer ones. That's one of the other things is there. Uh, it got leaked that they're going to release a remastered Pokemon Pearl and Silver this year, which is silver. which is one of the best received Pokemon games ever. Uh, I played so much of that. I could, I still remember all of the music. It was the most feature. It was the, like, if you look at all the Pokemon games and like what they added each game, besides the first Pokemon, obviously just creating the series, it, and even the games after that, it was the one game that added the most amount of stuff to it. And, it and that was really, the start of Gen 3, wasn't it? It was no right, right before it was uh, mm. right in the middle of the DS era. So Pokemon X and Y were the last of the DS before they went to the 3DS. Uh, I spent a whole thing the other day with my buddy looking up this. Fantastic. But, uh, I'm excited. Those were I there was so many things about those games that I loved and then they just never did ever again. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, with the COVID spike, uh super nintendo world at universal studios japan has been postponed it was set to open oh. on february 4th but due to a spike in the osaka prefecture they have postponed the opening so 
little bit sad, but it's still it, the opening will still come. So it's not it's not like it's, you know, postponed forever. We just have to wait a little bit, a little bit longer. So once the state of emergency there is no longer in effect, they will uh, open. So, yeah, I mean, COVID has been delaying a lot of things. So I feel like a lot of negative has come from it. But one kind of cool positive thing is for some freaking reason, Razor is making masks and they're possibly the coolest things ever. I mean, they look like they're perfect for raves as well. Um, so Razor has this new Project Hazel and they're touting it as the world's smartest mask. Granted, probably is right now since no one is putting this much elect, you know, electronic thinking or technology into a mask. But they said that they're focusing on five key areas. So one of them is just safety. So it's like a surgical N5, and it has um, so it has like little filters that you can switch on and out, like in and out, and so active ventilation, things like that. I guess it's got auto sterilization function. I so they're they're basically like almost like gas mask filters as they, they filter are. they filter the air. And uh, I guess so. There's an interior UV light that kills bacteria. That's so cool. Um, but then obviously it's razor, so there's RGB in it, and it's course compatible with Chroma Razor Chroma. So that's cool. You get little lights that come on when there's low light. You know, it's detecting low light. Um, it's got a clear, you know, sort of housing on the outside. It's very structured, so people can still kind of see your face, which I don't know about you, but when I can kind of see someone's face, it feels more creepy. I agree. Right? Anyways. Um, and then on top of that, it has like a voice amplifier. So the little gas... <laughs> that was one of the things, is that it can not only amplify your voice so that you don't sound muffled, but you can upload voices into it so that you can sound like Bane. Yes. No, Couldn't help ourselves. So, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it looks comfortable. Obviously, it's, you know, extremely reusable as, you know, it cleans itself. So you could probably use it every single day without it, whatever, making some sort of I don't know, bacteria or whatever. So they have it in black and in white. I just see this for raves, to be honest. And like convention centers, you don't have to smell anyone. Oh, that would be beautiful. Just beautiful I would, air. I'm not going to lie. I would buy one. This is probably going to sell for like 200, 250 bucks. And Easy. I would buy it. I, you know, I think I would too. It's just cool. It looks really awesome. You can make it into some sort of cosplay super easy. So it is a little weird, but I mean, why not? I wonder how it works with like uh, smoke and stuff and other things, air quality. Well, it's the N95, so. That would be one thing that would make it far more useful is like, you know, say your house is burning down. Throw <laughs> on this bad boy. He comes running out and he's like, please, please save my animals. I mean, they'd be able to see me through the smoke because of my, you know, RGB <laughs> is just strobing. You're just setting the chroma function. It's just strobe lighting through the smoke. Yeah, or if I need those, you know, if I'm in the middle of a, a match and I don't want to I don't want to quit out because I'll get penalized. I can throw this on, throw on some swim goggles, 
finish out my match while the room, you know, smokes up and then make my hasty escape. Razor needs to make goggles now, like like ski goggles that oh. have like little built-in lights to the top. So that <laughs> amazing, right? amazing. Uh, in addition to Ubisoft announcing the new Star Wars uh, game, they have also delayed Riders Republic, uh, which was a massively multiplayer extreme sports game. Up to 50 players could race in a game that combines mountain biking, snowboarding, wingsuiting, and other things. So basically, it was like a combination of the uh, Riders franchise with uh, Steep. Yeah. So uh, they've had to postpone it. Uh, I don't think they say when, but... uh, Yeah. And Steep was a great game. And it came out a decent amount of time. Like, it's been out for a while, and I just remember the graphics being absolutely beautiful, and I I do not have a nice TV when I was playing on it, and then I was playing on the older PlayStation 4, so it's kind of crazy the things that they did with those graphics. Yeah, and you can also expect uh, Sony to announce a PS5 version as well as a PC version of the Final Fantasy VII remake this year so that's something to look forward to if you've been enjoying that on ps4 you'll be able to enjoy it on the glorious ps5 as well as the pc master race and then to wrap us up frenna some more bs uh the new york times is so worried about our youth they really do care about them and not the amount of clicks or you know fear-mongering or anything like that uh, they have said that kids, they're worried that kids are playing too many video games during this pandemic. All right. Uh, yeah. First Go off. Ahead. Go ahead. First off, we've got nothing else to talk about right now in the United States or the world for that matter, that we are going to worry about kids playing too many video games during a pandemic, which they are required to be locked down at home. Let's completely ignore the fact that they have to do school all day long video chatting on their devices. But, you know, God forbid they play some video games and they don't go outside is just good Lord. And they just throw like it's just all the same stuff as it always is. They put some statistics. It's like, oh, my God, they're spending, you know, too much time on screens and it's like okay well then take away the ipads and the cell phones and the tablets social media yeah because i guarantee you they're spending 10 times that amount you know watching youtube or instagram or snapchat or tiktok than they are for the two or three hours that you are watching them play video games Okay, so this is another kind of weird thing that they do with more of like a fear mongering sort of, I don't know, lens is they, they highlighted this one family and they got some of the weirdest quotes from them. So, (laughs) so God forbid, it's like, they're talking about Roblox too. like, sweet Jesus, a very wholesome game. Um, So I guess this is, this must have been from this is from the mother. This is and I quote, what are you going to do when you are married and stressed? Tell your wife you need to play Xbox? Yes. And- <laughs> God damn. Yes, I will. I mean, why wouldn't they be right next to me also playing? Like, let's not pick up a controller. Let's go. Yeah. 
Yeah, if that if that's a see, that's why you got to choose your mates appropriately. Uh, it's just they clearly picked a very um, cookie cutter sort of family, and what is it? They also explain about the, the kid was talking about how his dog died, and so to keep his mind off of his sadness, he would play video games because it made him feel happy, and apparently that's a bad thing. This yeah, poor God, child's dog God died, and he just wants to play video games. God forbid we want to escape from the terrible reality of our world and into a happier virtual one. Or, you know, maybe maybe we should just burn books as well because those are an escape from reality. We don't want to have too much page time, Breta. It's dangerous. All those words on paper. God, the thoughts they put into your head. Like, sweet Jesus. Yeah, like, and we need... We need firefighters to go house to house and burn books is what we really need. Ray Bradbury. All the we're, violent we're gonna make books. It happen. They make people violent. Reading violent books. I know. Pride and Prejudice. Oh, terrible. Just. Terrible. Game of Thrones. The worst. <laughs> just it's just the list just goes on and on. You know, you get just books. Terrible. How dare Pages. Ugh. So. This thing, speaking of paper, this was on the front page of the New York Times. Again, because there's nothing else to talk about in the world right now that, you know, video games and the internet are addictive. It's just, I, you know what the best part is? Some of this is like posted on the New York Times website. So they're reading it on the internet. And they're saying that the internet's bad. I, you know, Agreed. I can understand. I New York Times. I can understand that. Yes, playing video games for an exorbitant amount of hours every single day, probably not the best thing to do. I can agree with that. You know, young budding minds trying to get them outside, even for a walk right now, even though you can't just, really do much. But just teach them healthy balance there's absolutely right. nothing wrong with video games every possible thing has been debunked in relation to it you just have to have like with anything anything in the world you need to have a healthy balance a healthy amount if i like people would say books are bad if people were spend like going back to the books thing if people were spending 12 hours a day not sleeping to read books we would be talking about how terrible books are for you but it's just yeah but, and any again, behavior that you do in that frame is going to look bad and why aren't why aren't we this article could have been so much better served if we were talking about social media youtube tiktok like Talk about the, all of it everything so it's just it's important to be aware of the impact technology has on your life and to be aware of who controls the technology because it is you know people it is companies they can do whatever they want with all that information they get to control what you see when you see it as long as you are aware of that you know by all means use it but just don't let it affect your life. When it's affecting your life, then you have a problem. Yeah, and I, as you said, I think this article would have been better suited as a, you know, what is technology doing to the youth versus, you know, video games. Let's pick out the one thing. And I do believe that there, 
needs to be some boundaries set and that parents are just not setting boundaries anymore yeah. with technology in general. Like kids just are kind of forced to be in technology. What is it? One of the guys from the gym, his three-year-old has an email. What? Yeah. Schools are forcing this. So really like, honestly, uh, one book I've been recommending to a lot of people lately because I did a whole, uh, as I was finishing up school, I had to take a history class and it was more of like a sociology class that, than anything. Cause it was about the impact of technology on, uh, society and culture. And, you know, I knew a lot of the stuff already. I'm pretty, you know, I would like, I'm pretty stay on top of a lot, More. but, but, uh, Good Lord, like some of the stuff in there, though, that they talked about, like just I totally see it now. It totally all makes sense. So, uh, you know, just there's some great books about there about technology. One of them I really like is Amusing Ourselves to Death. It just talks about how everything has become entertainment. You know, you think that the New York Times is news. No, they're entertainment. They, you know, even the news you watch on TV, it's entertainment. They are showing you quick 20, 30 second clips they are picking stories that are violent, that are graphic, that are bloody or whatever, because they get your attention, they entertain you, and then you go and talk to others about it and entertain others. Mind-blowing. I could do a whole thing about all this. Maybe we will one day. But, uh, yeah. That would be a giant just disclosure on it. Jamie will be ranting most of this episode. You know what? I could also do a nice rant about books, the danger <laughs> of the page. Oh, 400, 451 degrees, Brenna. Oh, it's the temperature paper burns. Anyway, <laughs> an edge lord today. I mean, come on, you can't tell me that all those jokes and references that I'm making were not amazing. They were good. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. Game release dates. Uh, this week we have Everspace 2, Hitman 3, Terratopia, Shing, Tadpole, Treble, Encore, Detective Wait, Chapters, no, no, Part no, 1, no. and Raging Blasters. So that's going to do it for this week. <laughs> Brenna, was there something you wanted to, what you wanted to add? Okay, I, I thought that you were just making a noise, like an onomatopoeia. For some reason about Terratopia, and then I look at the list, and Shing with an explanation point is actually the name of the video game. This is a professional production. Yes, professional. Professional. Continue, continue, I'm, I'm professional. <laughs> I got this piece of paper here that says I've earned a degree. Hey, man, I have those. <laughs> Yeah, you're about to get some more. Mm. Collect them. Damn paper. Says you know stuff. You're knowledgeable. Anyway. <laughs> Dead awkward silence. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Thank you guys, as always, for uh, for joining us and for listening, uh, especially with our crazy antics. This was definitely a, a solid episode, but it's it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the routine. We're going to get uh, more, you know, normal schedule going here as kind of we return to our, our routine. So, uh, yeah, so happy to be back. 
thank you for listening as always those who support us on patreon thank you so much you guys really help us make a lot of extra stuff possible t nugget dr brandroid durka poolfire 93 miller cyber shorty old stray dog you guys are all awesome thank you very much uh if you guys want to support us on patreon it's just as low as a dollar a month really makes all the difference just one dollar from a bunch of people huge so um you know, you can find us on your preferred podcast platform. If you haven't, please, 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 please drop us a review. Rate us, you know, four, five stars, whatever you think we deserve on uh, Apple Podcasts. It you really helps us nothing. out. And, uh, you know, we're all over social media, but the best place to find us is our website, dlgamingnews.com. All the links there to all of our content everywhere are on the About Us page. So check that out. You can even read a little bit about us. We have some beautiful pictures, though they're probably due for updates. Yeah, guaranteed. It's a good thing we got some some photos. So with that, we will see you guys next week. Good luck. Have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean to have a voice? And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones and... <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words. He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. Oh, we've all got the creeps going. I love it so oh, yeah, much. Right there. Screechy child. <laughs> my favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but... Better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter-off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Arrgh.